Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Life is uncertain. It's okay to feel stressed, anxious, worried, or frustrated. It's normal. With CalHOPE's free and secure mental health resources, it's easy to get the help you and your loved ones need when you need it the most. Call our warm line at 833-317-4673 or live chat at calhope.org today. It is Jane Wells from CNBC and also Wells Street, janewells.bulletin.com. Later in the show, uh, has HBO cut back on nudity in shows like House of the Dragon compared to the original Game of Thrones? Is this a sign of the times? And uh, Elon Musk doesn't like the new Lord of the Rings. The Rings power. He thinks all the men in the program look like jerks and that Tolkien would be, quote, rolling over in his grave. <clears throat> I care about that stuff. I love those two shows. So we are going to talk about that later along with Kim Kardashian. Has, Kim Kardashian has a new private equity fund. I am not made. That is a real story. First, though, for if you're one of the 24,000 people or however many it is that are having to be evacuated because of the fire out towards Hemet, uh, Blake Trolley's with us. Blake, what is, what's going on? Yeah, so that number is actually more than 37,000 people who have been told to leave their homes. That wow. represents 10,000. Get this, Jane, 10,937 homes are under evacuation orders right now. More than 2,000 homes right now are under warning. The majority of people, though, I'm being told, are choosing to stay in their homes, which is creating a lot of challenges for firefighters who are having to leave fighting the fire to help people evacuate last minute. 
Now, with rain and wind in the forecast, mudslide and flood evacuations could be on the way. The Riverside County Sheriff's Department told me several minutes ago uh, that they're keeping an eye on it. They say it all depends on what happens. They say the land is prime for mudslides and flooding, of course, after fires. That's because there's no foliage to collect the water. There's nothing to catch it. So the chaos just begins. Now, pets, pets and livestock have all been evacuated, everything from donkeys to, co- to goats to chickens, and as you mentioned yesterday, um, to tigers. Now, tigers have not been evacuated, but they have been under an evacuation watch. The Diamond Lodge Tiger Sanctuary, that's in Sage, which, as you may remember from yesterday, we're being told that's the community that's being threatened by flames. Uh, Sage, or the, the sanctuary, has been watching the fire. I want to go to this bite. This is from Samantha Potter with the lodge. She says this week has been a nightmare. At times, it's, it's felt out here like Armageddon, the heat, the fire, the when's this going to end? The fire has subsided, and we think it's moving on. And then it just rears its ugly head again, and we're off again. And now the four tigers right now that are on location, they're on standby. They're trained and ready to be loaded into transport units, which then get loaded into trucks. It sounds like moving the tigers really is last resort as it'll be extremely stressful for the animals. So they really want to make sure that's the pretty much the last thing they can do before they end up having to take that action. The lodge right now, though, it actually has a command center, Jane, watching over the fire. They're watching the wind and fire activity. There are two retired firefighters on location and they're assisting. And actually, at one point, one of those firefighters, this was Wednesday night, said, I think you need more containment lines. I want to go to this next bite. What happened was the sanctuary actually put out a Facebook post, asked people if they could come by and help, and people responded in a big way. Probably 15 people actually show up ready to work, and it didn't matter what they were asked to do, which was overwhelming, um, the support that we received. And, um, and on top of that, the day after, we had numerous people all day long calling to, to aid, to give us aid, assistance, whatever that may be. Um, so and, uh, we, can't, we cannot express our gratitude to the community enough to secure our additional barriers that we created. Jane, I'm told those volunteers worked till 6 o'clock in the morning. They showed up at night and worked till 6 a.m. What uh, doing doing what like helping to dig uh, lines around or keep the yeah, tigers they were, calm? They, or? Exactly, they were building containment lines. So a, a, a retired firefighter, as I mentioned, said, yeah. "Hey, you need more containment lines than the ones you've already established." Isn't that amazing? And apparently, this prop. Amazing. 15 people showed up. She says the next day the phone was still ringing with people who wanted to go by and help. And uh, it was a big, a big, a big effort, you know, mostly using hand tools to build these uh, build these containment I, I, lines. I don't re- I wonder how you load four tigers and then where you take them. Um, I'm sure that's a whole logistical uh, endeavor on its own, it, but we're not there yet. We are not there yet. No, exactly. And and it sounds like as of right now, again, they're just keeping things on fire watch. But as she mentioned, they, you know, if they load these tigers in the trucks, they do have food on standby. Well, each tiger eats. Uh, I Googled this. Tigers eat up to 35 pounds of food a day each. Yeah. So they're big cats taken off with these animals. Yeah, they're big cats. They eat a lot of like chicken and pork, things right. that you can get from the store, but just 
huge amounts of it, you know, 30, yeah. 40 pounds of yeah, it. Yeah, well, so. maybe one of the volunteers can uh, volunteer herself. Um, I'm just curious, though. It's funny how you'll get 15 people to come out and work all night to save four tigers. But, you know, meantime, you've got 37,000 people who need to evacuate and and most of them are staying put. It, that is a tremendous amount of people who are being asked to evacuate and all those homes I'm not out there. I mean, I'm just sort of curious how close the fire is getting. And with rain in the forecast, if that's one mm -hmm. reason why so many people are saying, well, you know, it's going to rain, um, I don't need to go. Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, as we as we mentioned yesterday, though, you know, the firefighters have explained to me that the way these fires are working, it's really just a bad idea, because if one of these fires starts heading towards your home, unlike in the past, they are just zipping towards homes. So as it's been explained to me, it's a, it's a really bad idea. And in fact, uh, as we heard on Wednesday, firefighters had to stop what they were doing right. and they had to actually help people get out that were then being threatened. So definitely not uh, not recommended. Uh, and where do they go? Where, where should these evacuees go? So there, there have been several evacuation sites um, set up for people and for animals. Uh, give me one second. I'm going to pull up the list. Well, you know here. what? Here I'm seeing so, something here. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so there's Takwitz High School, Temecula Community Recreation Center, Temecula Valley High School. They say there is room for everybody. Now, for large animals, and as I mentioned, there was a lot of livestock that's been moved out of these hills. Uh, there's the San Jacinto Animal Campus and the fairgrounds in Paris. And then for small animals, they can also go to the San Jacinto uh, Animal Campus as well. And they say food and water is available for those animals. Thanks, Blake. If you get any more information on they're going to have to move these tigers, let us know. Because I, I am, that's something. That's something. I'd like to know what happened with that. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay, take care. Uh, okay, when we come back, teachers... teachers in trouble for various reasons. Uh, I will have one, one where I agree with the teacher... And one where I don't. Actually, he's not a teacher. He's a former, now a former principal. Jane Wells filling in for John and Ken, KFI AM 640. Happy Friday. This is the last day of the heat. The never-ending, longest heat wave, most miserable heat wave I can ever remember in my entire existence in Los Angeles. And I was born here. But today's the last day. It's going to be better tomorrow. Yes, apparently we're going to have torrential rain and it's all, you know, lightning and hell, hell's going to break loose, but it won't be hot. So I see the glass is half full. There are two stories about um, school administrators and teachers that I wanted to point out today. The first one, Eric, you sent to me, um, engineer Eric Sklar, this principal or now former principal up in the Fresno area, Brian Volart, was seen on video last June um, shoving a special ed student in like it looks like the cafeteria it's if you go to um online you can probably find because the uh, fresno unified school district released it and in this video this boy comes up to talk to the guy it's kind of a burly guy for a principal by the way points at the principal and the principal's looking down at him he's a good foot taller him, and then he just shoves him like it's really stunning you saw it eric yeah know? it's like a forearm shiver and so we don't know what the kids said, but clearly the principal was not de-escalating the situation. And so Brian Volart was uh, immediately resigned the next day. But guess what? He's just been rehired at a different high school. He is now 
at Tranquility High School. I think he's the vice principal. Uh, yeah, he's a vice principal at the appropriately, ironically named Tranquility High School. Uh, and so what the I think what the superintendent is saying is nobody at Tranquility ever asked like, hey, uh, uh, should we know anything about these guy, this guy before we hire him? Of course, there's all kinds of limits on what you can or cannot say about an ex-employee. But um, it's that guy should not be around students. No, not at all. And I mean, when I was I I'm addicted to Twitter, Jane, just let you know right off the bat. That's where I found the story. Um, and sometimes when I'm just scrolling Twitter and I see a story that I think that would fit the show, I'll send it to Ray. I'll send it to the guys. Obviously, I sent it to you since you're filling in. Um, but when I saw it, I was just like, how is this kid or how is this guy? Yeah, have a job. Yeah, around kids. Yeah, the kid, the boy is 11 years old, according to the story, and that now Volart has been charged this week with cruelty to a child by endangering health, a misdemeanor, and that's a misdemeanor. That's not a felony. I mean, he, but he should just not have a job around kids. He, he, he that's battery. You know, he, that is that is assault. He, if, he just shoved him. Very if hard. he pushes an adult with the same force. The adult that he pushed probably moves the same amount. Right. No, that's a... Well, he's a big guy. If you look at him here. Yeah, he looks like an athletic... Right. Like a, fo- a like football a coach. player. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Of course, being a uh, being a principal is a horrible job. But that doesn't mean you go and shop. Especially a special needs kid. Yeah, that's really what stood out to me. It was like, this is a special needs kid. School's supposed to be yeah. like a safe haven for these kinds of kids. Yeah. They, say, they say the kid wasn't harmed and is receiving the... I don't know, comfort or services he needs. But, uh, yeah, now he's, uh, well, I don't know. At last check, we'll have to do an update and see if he's still the vice principal at Tranquility High School. Closer to home, um, the the high school named after a Wall Street Journal reporter, a crusading reporter who ended up being kidnapped by terrorists and beheaded, the Daniel Pearl Magnet High School has suspended it's uh, the advisor to the school newspaper for three days because she refused to edit a story by one of her students. Now, last fall, the student did a story on the uh, vaccine mandate in the school district. And there was a librarian who quit her job rather than uh, get a vaccine. And the student published the librarian's name. Now, this is an adult. This isn't a juvenile. This is an adult. So she published the name. Well, the librarian asked the newspaper, or the, the school newspaper, the advisor, uh, if she would, um, Adriana Chavira is the name of the advisor. They, she said, please remove my name from the story under uh, HIPAA concerns and my you know privacy. Well, they checked with the Student Press Law Center and were told by an attorney that they were in within their rights to keep the name and the story. Just like any other reporter would be. Student reporters have the same First Amendment protections as any reporter. And if I'd gotten this person's name, I could have used it and would not be accused of of violating HIPAA or be told to remove the name. But since this was a student newspaper within the school district, they came to her. And then like a UTA, a a teacher's union rep said, you're going to be found insubordinate if you do not make the student remove the name of the librarian. And to her credit, in my opinion... She stood her ground. Uh, Chavira said, um, no, I'm not removing anything. No, no. Uh, obviously, she said that was not well received. And she has now faced a three-day suspension for standing up for journalistic principles, getting legal advice, saying they were within their rights to do so, at a high school. 
at a high school named after a journalist. I'm thinking when the when the teachers union is trying to put the squeeze on you, you know you're in the right. Again, the student wasn't naming a minor. This wasn't some, you know, 14-year-old charged with murder or a uh, a sexual assault victim or something like that. This was a librarian who quit her job over not taking the vaccine. And they found out, uh, not through the school records, so there was no violation there. I'm not sure how they found out, but it was a legit way they found out, apparently, because the lawyer told me, yeah, you can go ahead and use this. So I, um, I, it's another reason why I'm glad my kids were never in LAUSD because of that. When we come back, something uh, completely different. Has HBO pulled back from nudity? Is it a new era? Is it such a new era that there's not only no nudity or less in HBO shows like House of the Dragon, but men are emasculated on shows like The Rings of Power. Elon Musk thinks so. We will talk about all that. Jane Wells filling in and John and Ken, KFI AM640. As you look forward to Sunday and the next installment of House of the Dragon, I thought to myself as I, I've watched it and I've watched, I've been, I'm completely up to date on House of the Dragon. I've only watched the first episode of The Rings of Power, but I got to catch up on that too. And I'm happy to say they're not the same. I was afraid it was going to be too much of the same thing, but it's not. Well, one thing I noticed is other than the obligatory orgy scene in the pilot for House of the Dragon and what I thought overall was a tasteful sex scene with Matt Smith, given the history of HBO, there's not a lot of the normal HBO you know, scenes of naked women running around because you could always tell whether it was The Sopranos or Game of Thrones or whatever, every, you know... Every HBO show, especially on the pilot, there was tons and tons of nudity and not so much with House of the Dragon. And it is true, according to the HBO officials, that this is a sign of the times. I mean, we're now post, we're in the Me Too movement. We're more about empowering women. Uh, There are now intimacy coordinators on sets, which didn't exist in the original Game of Thrones. And Amelia Clark said it made her very uncomfortable that she'd only been on the set for two days and all of a sudden she has to be naked in front of everyone. Actually, I think she said Jason Momoa finally told her, you know, you need to speak up, speak up about your feelings. And after the first season, I don't think she was ever nude again. I think, she used a body double. Right. Oh, boy. Cersei's body double. That was the body double of all time, doing the walk of shame. Um, that was that was uh, that was amazingly done. And um you know, who, who's the body double? You know, who do you hire? I got this great gig, Dad. I'm in Game of Thrones. Oh, honey, I'm so proud. What do you do? Well, you won't see my head, but I'm going to walk naked through the entire town. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Anyhow, there's less of that now. And according to the chief content officer at HBO, shows are a product of their time. And there's a lot more awareness now about what they're portraying and why and who's having the conversations about it. And there's more. Even Matt Smith is weighing in. So not Matt Money Smith, Matt Smith, uh, who plays uh, Damon Targaryen. And that just gives me an excuse to have this clip played of him. Welcome to Dragonstone, Otto. Your occupation of this island is at an end. You're to relinquish the dragon's egg, disband your army, banish your whore, 
and leave Dragonstone by order of his grace, King Viserys. Where is the king? I don't see him. His grace would never lower himself to entertain such a mummer's farce. <laughs> by the way, that whole scene was reminiscent of him being Prince Philip in The Crown. He was my favorite Prince Philip uh, in that series. So Matt Smith, not Matt Money Smith, but Matt Smith, the actor, was interviewed by Rolling Stone about upcoming sex scenes. And, you know, because it's famous for the sex scenes, and there was one with him so far, but it wasn't nearly what you were used to seeing. So Smith said to them, you do find yourself asking, do we need another sex scene? And they say, yes, we do. And I guess you have to ask yourself, what are they doing? Are they representing books or are you diluting the books to represent the time we're living in? And I actually think it's your job to represent the books truthfully and honestly as they were written. Well, you're just the actor, apparently, and you didn't say no. But when he was asked to feature in some of the sex scenes, he replied, yes, slightly too much, if you ask me. So I'm thinking we're going to see more of Matt Smith, and we've seen a lot already uh, as things come up. Um, but... The showrunners did say that they have changed. Um, executive producer Sarah Hess told Vanity Fair earlier this month, it's a far cry from Game of Thrones, especially when it comes to sexual violence, uh, most notably when Sansa Stark is raped on her wedding night. That was awful. So you're not going to see something like that directly on the show. It sounds like it'll be more off camera, off screen, which I find half the time, if it's off screen, it's more awful because you are imagining it. On the other hand, there is no uh, lack of blood and guts literally in House of the Dragon. I mean, when he, when he, when uh, Damon takes care of the crab, what is he called? The crab eater? Crab feeder. The, the crab feeder, yeah. Oh my, did you guys see that? Yeah, this oh, last yeah. episode was really I was bloody. like, what the heck? So we're not going to have, um, you know, gratuitous nudity. We're just going to quadruple down on the gore. And he didn't say a word for like the last 20 minutes of the episode. It was phenomenal. It, it was, it was a great episode, but when he's dragging out the top half of and who was that guy by the way who was the who was the the crap feeder i didn't man. look him up but that was good and it we americans have always had weird attitudes they'll accept all the violence yes. and gore you can handle but not the sex yeah but they're a little victorian about the sex yeah we are well we were a country founded by puritans uh or i won't i don't know if you want to say founded there were people living here having a good time without us but uh let me transition then to lord of the rings the rings of power because you brought up something yesterday, Mark, that people were complaining about um, elves of color. Yeah. I, I'd hate for somebody to uh, have to suspend their disbelief for, for an elf of color. Yeah. I, I, are there, I, I'm sorry. It's, it's, if, if Ismail Cruz Cordova wants to be an elf, he can come to my house anytime. I, I don't understand why people are getting all hot and bothered about this sort of thing. It's 2022. Shonda Rhimes has been doing some incredible things. But that's not what bothered Elon Musk. Elon Musk is upset because he thinks all the men in the show are, quote, either a coward, a jerk, or both. Only Galadriel is brave, smart, and nice. So this is a clip from the first episode where Elrond, in this new show, meets Galadriel. And by the way... I love the fact that in the new Lord of the Rings, it's not Elrond and Galadriel, it's Elrond, Galadriel. Uh, here's the clip. I hear it said that 
When you cross over, you hear a song, one whose memory we all carry. And you are immersed in a light more intoxicating than any sensation in all of Middle-earth. When I was a child, it was the only feeling I knew. And look at you now. Commander of the Northern Armies, warrior of the wastelands. <laughs> I half expected you to arrive caked in grime and mud. This time frostbite and troll blood. Yeah, so she's a badass and he's, you know, back at home being weak. Whatever. I, I do think um, what Elon is complaining more about is just his dig at Amazon Prime, which is owned by arch rival Jeff Bezos, than he is about anything else. I mean, why is Elon Musk really watching? Of course, I know he doesn't sleep at all, uh, the ring to power. But um, I, I think for me, it's nice to see all these strong women. But do we... And I'm a woman. Do we have to have a strong one? The, the every lead now, you know, whether it's Rhaenyra or Galadriel or fill in the blank, every you know, every woman has to be a badass leader now. Guys, I know you don't want to touch that. No, no, I will. People just have a tough time with the fact that it's fiction and they're characters, and you don't have to have it represent your ideal of what real life should be well i agree with that but it's sort of like now every show is becoming the same and maybe it's time for it the, the pendulum goes the other way where every disney movie every disney movie practically is now uh, surround about a female character um and that's great and long overdue but does it have to be every movie and here's what's interesting if you go back to House of the Dragon, only the female leads get swapped out for new actresses as the as the season moves on. The men stay the same, and I don't quite understand why they had to do that because I kind of like the female leads they have right now. The young actress who plays Rhaenyra, I mean, why does she have to be changed out? And yet, you know, Damon's still going to be Damon. Oh, I didn't know they were changing her. I looked her up. She's in her 20s. Uh, I don't see why she couldn't keep playing the character. Uh, she is going to be uh, both her and Allison Hightower, if I said that right. The the one who married the Patty Con the Yes. Uh, House of the Dragon. So, yeah. So here's what's happening for reasons that I don't understand. Um, well, the first season spans, I believe, like 15 years or so. Yeah, but the men aren't leaving. Right. You know, you have Olivia Cook's going to come in and replace uh, Emily Carey as Allison Hightower. Millie Alcock is the one that you're talking about right now. And she gets replaced by, and I'm not seeing its way down here. Oh, but here's the guy who plays the crab feeder, Daniel Scott Smith. Look at him. He looks like they didn't even have to do, you know, much of a makeup job. Apparently, he sat in the makeup chair for like seven hours the first time, and then really? they they cut it down to like four or five hours the next time. Wow. Well, he's got... It's amazing. He looks, he looks kind of like the guy, except for all the burn marks and all that sort of thing. Uh, okay, when we come back, what are we doing? Oh, yeah, Kim Kardashian has launched a new private equity firm. Why not? Everybody else is. Jane Wells filling in for John and Ken. KFI AM640. Steve Gregory is busy, frantically going through this... Uh, court document he's gotten his hands on. So this is breaking in real time. This involves Nicole Lorraine Linton, the traveling nurse who is accused of uh, killing all those people in a crash um, in uh, uh, at, at La Brea and Slauson on August 4th, including uh, a pregnant woman and her obviously unborn child. Uh, what you are, I see your eyebrows going up and down and oh my God, and that kind of thing. 
Um, yeah, this is the uh, the DA's motion to oppose bail. Uh, the defense had requested bail because they claimed that, that Miss Linton suffered a medical mishap in which she lost consciousness prior to the crash. And the DA's motion says the opposite. It says that um, the defense motion only cites the portion of the medical records that speak to possible causes of such a la- of a lapse, but leaves out the nature of the lapse in the conclusion. It says... Uh, experts at UCLA have determined that there was no indication the defendant suffered a medical event hmm. such as a seizure. Um, uh, really? So they examined her at like what, what, I, whatever, however you determine if she had a, yeah, sure. a seizure. Okay. Um, and it's, it's opposite of what the uh, defense's medical officials, medical experts are saying. But then um, it also cites of her other past behavior. Um, talks about here. It was originally estimated the defendant sped through the crowded intersection at approximately 90 miles per hour. Further analysis reveals her speed at impact was 130 miles an hour. Oh, my God. And that she floored the gas pedal for at least five seconds leading into the crash, going from 122 miles an hour to 130 miles an hour. Analysis of the vehicle's recorded data coupled with surveillance video that captured her driving also indicates the defendant had complete control over steering maintaining the tilt of the steering wheel to keep the car traveling directly toward the crowded intersection. This NASCAR-worthy performance flies in the face of the notion that she was unconscious or incapacitated. Wait, I, how do you get a car to go to 130? She was, what, it was a sedan, right? Oh, it was a it was Mercedes. A Mercedes, yeah. 130? I don't. I can't believe it. And I'm she LeBray. sped up. To, I wonder if she thought she was, was she avoiding a yellow light or... Trying to go through, or, or was this intentional? Oh Don't know. Oh my gosh! And it says, despite her insistence that she could not remember the crash, the defendant told officers the last thing she remembered before finding herself next to her burning car was seeing a car going from left to right in front of her and then going straight. A review of the surveillance video from the intersection reveals cars traveled from left to right in front of the defendant for no more than nine seconds as she was driving straight toward the intersection prior to impact. Therefore. Defendant's insight into the circumstances of the crash is incredibly accurate and consistent with the evidence of her driving conduct. So then, so what they're saying is she didn't pass out. She no. was fully aware. This was, with their alleging she, this was intentional. Um, but if, why doesn't she plead temporary insanity? Well, it says here that um, there is reference to prior diagnoses of bipolar disorder in both the UCLA records and in prior incident reports obtained by the prosecution. Clearly. However, none of the history before the court indicates any instances where the defendant suffered loss of consciousness, including seizures or epilepsy. Right. In the past, in fact, evidence of possible prior mental health episodes exhibits aggressive, violent behavior wherein the defendant hurt herself and others, but in no way refers to loss of consciousness prior to or during the incidents. Now, in an earlier L.A. Times report, I'm saying that the investigator said she was involved in up to 13 wrecks before this one. Right, and they lay out most of those here. Um, I know. Again, folks, this, he just got his hands on this. This yeah, is this here is reading it in real pages. time. Yeah, 11 pages here. I'm trying to thumb through here. I, I, and that's what happens when I run into you in a hallway. I know, and I'm like, come on in right now. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, it identifies how she was interviewed by CHP investigators. Um, here on page eight, the, the heading defendants driving conduct exhibited conscious disregard for human life. Right. 
Yeah. Um, Wasn't there something in another state you mentioned as you yeah. were skimming through it? Yeah, there was... Um, I'm always afraid you're going to miss the thing like, like, oh, well, that was the paragraph I should have had. But this is yeah. how it is. This is what happens with breaking news. Yeah, it says, oh, yeah, here we go. The defendant has a history of speeding offenses in addition to a number of other minor traffic offenses. New York records indicate January 15th, 08, the defendant was stopped traveling 90 miles in a 65-mile-an-hour zone. The officer wrote the ticket for disobeying a traffic control device, noting the defendant claimed she had just received a ticket and could not get any more tickets as she was paying for her own insurance. <laughs> It should be noted the defendant's New York records show her most recent prior traffic ticket was in 05. Three weeks after being cited for speeding 90 and a 65 on February 2008, the defendant was again stopped and cited for... How does this woman still have a driver's license in any state? Um, and these poor feet, these, these victims, their survivors and all of this. Going 85 and a 65. And four months after that, she caused a, a rear-end collision in the city of Westchester. Then on September 22nd, 09... She was again stopped inside of her going 84 in a 65. Oh gosh. And there was no indication she was experiencing mental health episodes during any of these incidents. So just to summarize, in this deadly crash last month where five people died, um, she was, they're now saying she was going 130 miles an hour on impact. Right. That she had floored the gas pedal the last five seconds. And that there's no evidence based on a medical check that she had a seizure or passed out. Or lost consciousness, right? Yeah. Wow. Well, I know you're going to continue to go through that. So please feel free to pop in if you get any other tidbits. And you are going to join me in the 5 o'clock hour with all kinds of stuff about uh, how this heat is impacting fire. You're looking at, you are coming back, right? Yeah, I just looked at the clock. It's like, yeah, okay, well, this, I'm just looking at my time. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out when I'm going to do uh, dinner with Lance Roscoe. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lance Roscoe was at the KSCR, the student radio station at USC, when I was there. He is, Lance, if you're listening, and folks, he is one of the nicest guys in the world. So oh, please, slow down there. Oh. <laughs> No, actually, I love Lance. He's the best. Oh, He's my gosh. Best. Please tell him hello. I'm sorry, folks. Inside inside baseball. But you are coming back at 5. You're going to be here for a half hour because we have a lot to talk about. Sure. Between the fire and the squid game. Well, we Got just to. broke this anyway. Thank you. You got it. All right. Bye. Bye. Really should be the Steve Gregory Show, and it will be the Steve Gregory Show this weekend. Uh, Jane Wells filling in for John and Ken, KFI AM 640, and here's the news. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. When it comes to a thriving career, everyone could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. At LHH, we're committed to personalized support, insights, and resources that lead to more job opportunities. No matter what role a professional has in your organization, our services offer an experience that fits each individual. And for organizations, LHH provides consultative support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit LHHtalent.com today. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 